Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Up and at em. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! With Walker and Roush. Where to wild and crazy guys! Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. November 1st. 2021 spooky season goodbye this is kentucky roll call on big exports radio tj walker nick roush justin kalen on your monday morning hope everyone had the happiest of halloweens had a great weekend got to spend time with friends or family or do whatever uh, ghoulish little things that you would you all were hoping to get done over the weekend Excited to to be here, despite it being a Monday and not the most ideal sports weekend that we've ever had. We're going to talk about all those things. Nick Roush, newly moved in. How was it? Did did everything go as smoothly as the moving process can go? It did. It did. It probably went smoother than it should have gone. It still sucked uh, really badly. Uh, I hope I'm not too echoey. I'm in the room with the most things right now, so I'm hoping that will that will help. Uh, but man, just moving sucks. There's just no there's no easy way to do it. It could have it's probably as easy as it could have been done. We have a lot of stuff set up. Our kitchens unpacked. We got a lot of we got a lot done, but it still just sucks. So uh, I don't recommend it. I I have. Um, one of those watches that tells you how many steps you get in TJ. And mm-hmm. it, I just 10 miles a day for three days in a row, <laughs> just going up and down steps and from the car to and from back and forth. It just, whew, man, this is, I, I slept good last night. We'll just say that. That's what we like to hear. Justin Kalen. How was your weekend, buddy? Uh, it was good. It was uh, not long enough like normal. Uh, my my football game on Friday was absolutely miserable. I was outside in the pouring rain for about two and a half, <laughs> three hours. Um, but I got over that. We moved on to Saturday. Had a good day. Not a good day betting wise, but it was it was a good day. Um, yeah, overall, just great weekend. Steelers got the win. But how are you, TJ? How was the Halloween party? I heard yeah. a lot of people a lot of people saying it was the spookiest ever. Yep, many people were were saying that. Uh, it was it was an absolute blast. Like it really was probably one of the more just enjoyable Halloween parties that we've been, you know, we've been doing it for six, seven years now. Um, and keep it, you know, keep try to keep the numbers. Last year was a much more like maybe it was just because last year was just 10 people sitting around a campfire and everybody just socially distanced and hanging out that it felt good to kind of get back into the swing of things this year. But uh, it was, it was great. Just a lot of people getting to kind of see and wave at Lucy for the first time. And so it was really cool. And that was nice. Uh, We had a ton of kids here, Roush. So like the the identity of the party has fully shifted. (laughs) At one point you just like looked out. It wasn't really like a dance floor, although they turned it into one. And it was just like, nine little toddlers playing and dancing and running around with each other. It was really, it was really cute and fun to see. And even with the game being a complete and total stinker, normally that would kind of ruin my night, but ended up still having a really nice weekend and and enjoyed myself. Uh, One little kid did happen to find a Sharpie and just went to town on my living room couch. 
So oh. that was oh, less than no. ideal. I don't think there's anything we can do. Like, I think that our couch is just going to have Sharpie marks on it now, unfortunately. Thank you, But if anybody has any recommendations on how to get Sharpie stains out of the couch, and Roush, I'm not, and I, and I love her, I'm not listening to Tyler Thompson on this one because one time on Twitter I said that I had spilled wine on a rug and it was all over this nice rug, this new rug that we got. And I think she had suggested putting more wine on it or like washing it out with vinegar and wine or something like that. And we tried it and it did not work. So okay. I'm not going to be covering up this Sharpie with more Sharpie. Right, if, right. If, if you catch my, my drift. But that was maybe the uh, – so that was interesting. I guess that's something you just kind of got to get used to. Eventually Ow. kids – I've done appraisals where, like, I've gone into children's bedrooms to take my interior inspection photo and whatnot, and there's just been, like, crowns all over the walls, Roush. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, well, that's what I have to look forward to. How much Sharpie are we talking here? Like, a couple lines, or did they go full-out Pablo Picasso on your couch? So it's on, like, the sides. It's on the edge seat next to, like, the arm little part, you know, the arm breasts. Mm -hmm. And it's – luckily, it's in a spot – it is a – decent amount of sharpie but luckily oh it's almost in like a perfect spot where you put a pillow in that spot anyways like you you know how a couch oh, just kind of yeah. look like if you walk into a home and you see somebody's couch normally they have like pillows on both sides of them right it sure. all can be covered up by a pillow but if you take that pillow away you it's the first thing your eyes go to gotcha <laughs> yeah so well, uh, it's all you know it's, there you go yeah it, it'll work. that couch probably only had like a year or two left anyways we'll be all right and that's kind of it's kind of on the host for leaving a Sharpie and grabbing range well, of the kid, though. Justin, you, you, you didn't see the scene, man. These, these <laughs> kids were just grabbing – like, they were just grabbing anything they found around. And we did – this was kind of fun, Roush. We did Super Bowl squares, but we did them for the UK and UofL game. So, like, each oh, quarter that ended, we just had one cool. board. And so we doubled the price on the board. And we said, we're going to have eight winners, you know, one for each quarter. And you're not going to believe this. This is funny. Oh, I bet you won two or three of them. Hannah and I won six out of eight. Wow. Six out, six of, eight? out of eight. Six out of eight. Yeah, it was crazy. And, oh, like, there's man. obviously no way we could fix that or check, you no, know, no, random man. number draws and whatnot. We did probably buy the most squares because we just wanted to make sure that they got filled in and every square was taken. But, yeah, six out of eight. It, 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 was, uh, <laughs> it, it was a good time. That's some home cooking. Yeah, no, no kidding. People weren't happy about it. But thank you for – uh, at least, you know, my party, I'll take all the money, goes towards the next year's party fund is exactly how the way that I'm spinning it. Yeah. That was fun. That was enjoyable. It seemed like everybody, except for Justin, uh, enjoyed their weekends, mainly because Justin was out in the rain. Need to get you inside. Uh, no press box, no Justin. That should be your oh rule moving gosh. forward for high That's, school football. And so were Indiana. you just, like, sitting on bleachers with the, like, yeah. system? No, I was I was on top of the press box. And I had a, I actually had a tent covering me. Uh, but it was it's seen better days, so there were random holes in the top of the tent, and I'd get like these random raindrops on my head, or they would hit the table right next to the equipment. So I was kind of freaking out a little bit. It was it was far from ideal, and it was it was kind of my call to go up top just because I had the tent. They were going to put me in the press box, but they were going to put me next to the loudest broadcaster in Southern Indiana, and I just couldn't do it. Wow. We've wow, been. You were gonna get cucked by some other broadcast. Well, me and me and him have been beside each other before, and it just it does not work out. We are both entirely too loud. Well, stay dry. I can just next imagine time. the 
the the, the dueling broadcasters just trying to outscream one another <laughs> while getting on the. It's like whenever we like, got to be next stuck next to Sweeney down at Churchill Downs. <laughs> The uh, Roush, I was like the the penguin in Lexington dueling piano bars. Justin mm-hmm. du- dueling Southern Indiana high school football broadcast in the middle <laughs> of the pouring rain. <laughs> Friday night's weather was disgusting and that was awful for, for what it was worth. Yeah. I was like, thank goodness we weren't doing the the shindig tonight because this is this is completely and totally miserable. And although the weather was better on Saturday night, that football game was completely and totally miserable. Roush, we got to talk about it. We don't want to. No, no, we don't. But man, that stuck. Like I, I thought we were. I thought we were past that. I thought this team wasn't going to do that this season. Not the end of the world. My overall key theme here, and I'm going to hit this home multiple times this week. You cannot let this game beat you twice. Go out, beat Tennessee. All is forgiven. Yep. Yep. We moved past it. Ten and two is still an absolutely hell of a regular season. But I am. Obviously, what Kentucky fan isn't disappointed? They went yeah, out there and laid yeah. a complete egg, Roush. Well, and I think a lot of it's just the the way that they unraveled. That was the the most disappointing part. It's one thing to lose; it's another thing to just. I mean, a little quit in them, sadly. Like a li- like there in that third quarter, it was like, wait, are you all? Come on, like go, keep fighting, get out there and go after it. Um, and then they, you know, they 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 showed a little more fight in the fourth quarter, but it it was obviously too late. But I, there, there there's something though about this game, TJ, that aren't like as I, I'm not as disappointed as some other fans. Um, like there's people who just were losing their mind on Twitter, like you got a blitz, why are you letting them get these passes? And it's like you know, we kind of knew that Mississippi State was going to be really good at throwing the football. That's what they do. They dink and dunk, and you took away the big plays. I think they only gave up one long ball all day, and that's what you have to do. What killed them was that Kentucky couldn't get its run game going, and they couldn't stop Mississippi State's run game. I think they were averaging five and a half yards per carry at half between the running backs. They only had seven or eight carries, but when Mississippi State can get you to third and four and then run for six yards – you can't get off the field. Uh, and, and then on the opposite hand, we knew that Mississippi State had a good rush defense. Uh, it was going to be the second best one they played all year. But you could still get some big plays out of it. They never generated those. And then, man, when Will Levis, uh, when he missed Josh Ali in the end zone, that, that would have tied the game at 17 right before half. You would have felt really good about your team at that point. But when he's missing those throws, TJ, and that was a game that you needed him to be playing well, obviously you don't want the the interceptions to just completely unravel. But when he was missing those throws, you kind of knew it's going to be hard to win if Will Levis isn't at his best. He he did not look like the Will Levis we saw the last two games. He looked more like the Will Levis that played against Florida. Just really, really was not good Saturday night in Sark. Would love the alternate universe, Roush, where that deep ball is caught for a touchdown and what ensues in the game after that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you just, you know, that, that that kind of summed up the night. Just, what, about a foot? A foot too much on that one? Yeah. And, you, it, like, it, it, that was the theme. And I do think it's – people don't like hearing this, and it, I, I don't know if it makes good sports radio or not. I, I certainly don't care. But you do sometimes just need to tip your cap to the opponent. Yeah. Like Mississippi State didn't make mistakes. They oh. were they were so efficient. And you can say, hey, 
that Kentucky's got to make adjustments and they've got to change things. And I think to some degree you you need to try different things, and that's not to insinuate Stoops didn't. It's just tougher for the average Joe to kind of see exactly the little nuances that they're doing. But in the same game with the exact same – well, not the same game, but with the exact same game plan, Kentucky made Mississippi State look like a peewee football team last year. With the exact same game plan yeah. – Mississippi State's quarterback had one of the best passing performances in the history of the SEC. It, that's on Mississippi State, to be honest with you. Kentucky feast yeah. off them making mistakes in that format and in that system. So like we talked about last week, you you are patient and you give up the, the little dinks, you give up the little dunks, you don't give up the big plays. And the second that Mississippi State's quarterback – puts a ball behind his wide receiver, boom, interception. The second that this Mississippi State wide receiver, his eye goes to the light in the stadium, his eye's taken off the ball for a split second, it hits off one fingertip, gets popped in the air, boom, interception. It worked in 2020, and we saw it work for Mississippi State in 2021. It's kind of like a game of chicken about just, if Mississippi State doesn't make mistakes, Kentucky is going to be the one that kind of budges first, the one that trips up first. And they did, unfortunately. Now, that's from the defensive side of things, Roush. And it is what it is. Like I said, you kind of just got to tip your cap to Mississippi State. UK's offense, though – that's that is that there is room to be pretty disappointed and upset in that regard. I I will add before we move on to the offense, you're exactly right. And Will Rogers is obviously much better than KJ Costello was a year ago. You also have to take advantage of those mistakes when they happen. He threw three incomplete passes, one of those hit Yusuf Corker in the hands. Like you, you have to come down with that interception, you know. Like yeah. you, you just you just have to. Now, um, they ended up holding them to a field goal that drive. The defense did buck up a few times. They did on the first of the game, they forced a field goal, Mississippi State misses. And then the first of the half, like when they really desperately needed stops, they got them. And hell, they even got hosed on one because that was not a touchdown catch, their final score, Mississippi State's. And how that didn't get reviewed, like what the I, hell? I didn't understand that either. And you know, we how had is a bunch that not even stuff. reviewed? Like, come I had, on. I had a bunch of different stuff going on, so like wasn't able to really hear the explanations as well. But I, I did not understand that in the slightest at all. I mean, and it was pretty like when you have the defense, I know that defense backs, they hell, they think every play is incompletion. They think every play is, you know, like, no, no, you know. But, like, to not even review a scoring play, like, come on. Oh, that was – either way, like, either way, it probably wouldn't have mattered. Still very frustrating. But the defense, they got some stops early on. Uh Mississippi State, I, I think I think I said before the game, it's going to be a race to 30. And you know what? Like, Kentucky's defense probably did enough early on to keep them in the game. I mean, they did. I, you know, you, you force a field goal. It was only, what, 20 to 10 at the or, – or, no, excuse me, it was 17 to 10, right? At, right after that first drive? Yes. Or, yeah. So, like, you you were right – you were there. For it. You 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 had a chance, uh, but uh, the offense just, whew, man, not great, not great, Bob, not great. Yeah, and we we have all week to talk about it. We'll talk more about it today. It, it they they need a 
they need to see something good happen. I think it just it, it seemed like a lot of air was taken out of their sails. They they kind of looked a little down on themselves. They didn't even necessarily look that way in the Georgia game for whatever reason. But Mississippi State it just they they looked a little different, and I, I did not like it. Did not like the outcome of the game. Kentucky drops to six and two. We talked about that one being tricky. Mississippi State did the things that they needed to do. Kentucky, both sides of the ball, not doing nearly enough. In a game where, again, a quarterback sets an SEC record, you still are like more focused on what Kentucky didn't do offensively versus what they didn't do defensively. But all around, just kind of a crappy, stinking game. Now, a lot mm-hmm. still on the table for Kentucky. You can't let this team beat you twice. You got to go out there and beat Tennessee. We get the opening line on that one. Uh, saw five and saw three. Kentucky, three-point favorite or five-point favorite, depending on where you're looking. I'm sure it'll probably end up staying around that. And it's a game where Kentucky, if they play as poorly as they did against Mississippi State, they certainly can lose to this Tennessee team. They'll need a better effort, all things considered. So we have all week to talk about that. We also have a UK exhibition basketball game. We will discuss that on Friday night against Kentucky Wesleyan. That was fun just to see some basketball back on the TV, but we'll probably get to that in the second segment or until we get to the year Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Thornton's is delicious, and they are everywhere. You can find a Thornton's anywhere in your neighborhood. Go there, get some coffee, get some donuts, head on to your office and start your Monday off the right way with a delicious treat from Thornton's, 502-414-1450 is your Thornton's text line. Roush, were you in the camp of maybe maybe they should have given Bo a chance just to see if there was any spark there? No, no. Because Will Levis went and scored a touchdown. Like you need and also you need to like that 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 just feels like an unnecessary thing to throw at, at you know throw out. Like uh oh gosh, is there a quarterback controversy? Like that they don't need that. Um and you actually got some, like that was a that was a decent drive that he came back after the 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 turnover flurry in the third quarter where they went down there and scored. Demarcus Harris has kind of had a, a good couple of weeks. Um, he had a couple of nice catches at Georgia and then back to back scored his first career touchdown down at Mississippi State. So no, I I wasn't in that camp. Um, I like that they went back to him. I think that uh, like that's the the. We forgot how bad or how good the Mississippi State defense was a year ago, too. I think they only allowed 157 yards last year in a losing effort. Kind of crazy that back-to-back years, no offensive touchdowns for the visiting team. Um, crazy crazy how this works uh, in this series. But their, their weird style, that 3-3-5, you could tell it gave Kentucky some headaches. But yet, Levis, if he just makes some throws, if he doesn't get – you could tell that that 3-3-5 got him flustered back there. Um, and you got you got a lot of tip passes. It was – man, it was just a disaster. And I, I think what I'm more worried about, I know, like, it, if Kentucky can't run the ball, and you do have to give some credit to Mississippi State, like, they're just – it's going to be hard to, to be effective offensively because you put a lot of pressure on the Levis. But man, what is what, what? What do we think is wrong with Chris Rodriguez? Because he's just not himself right now. No, no, and I I think it's 
as simple as, and you, I'm sure you'll hear a bunch of different things or people saying this or that. I think it's just simply the turnovers early in the season got in his head and he just hasn't been able to really probably play freely and just block out everything and just go play football. It's probably just sitting there poking at his brain each and every time. He, he knows he's about ready to get the ball in a huddle or after they break the huddle and they line up. It, it's probably just sitting there in the back of his mind. And it's it's taking away from what makes him one of the best and punishing runners in the SEC. It's concerning. And then you get the the dad on Twitter and stuff like that. This, this stuff can kind of fester if you let it grow. So hopefully the coaches can kind of find a way to nip it in the bud. You almost want to tell them, like, do not worry about fumbling. If you fumble, it's part of the game. It happens. But then he'll go ahead and he'll fumble. Like, he, he will make – he'll put the ball on the turf. He'll he'll cough it up. He'll make some mistakes. So, it's a tough spot. I, I don't – radio shows, you're always supposed to have the answers, even if you don't have the answers. I don't yeah. know what Kentucky's uh, coaches are supposed to do in this situation. It, do you just move on? Because you do have other talented running backs. You do have other people that you trust. But nobody's ceiling is as high as Chris Rodriguez is, so mm-hmm. I don't think you give up on him yet. But you you just gotta get you just gotta see that like life get back into his legs when he runs and have a little fire in his belly. It just doesn't seem like we've seen that. And and to yeah. me, Roush, it's got to be completely mental. But that's just that's one outsider's opinion. Well, and I think one way you can help him mentally is you, why are you starting Cavassier Smoke? You know. Like, <laughs> that's what I was going to bring up. Yeah, I didn't. I thought Smoke got the start. This, this could it. potentially, maybe this is like a John Calipari Scalabissier situation where Cal, or Stoops and them think they're pushing the right buttons by motivating him by coming off the bench and doing this. But in reality, you're only burying him a little deeper. Yeah, I don't. And especially Smoke is fine at times, but like that first half. Smoke had four more carries and six less yards than Rodriguez. So I don't – and then there, there's also times, too, where Cohen Cohen gets greedy. He starts going to the pass a little too quickly. I, I, I think it was um, maybe the field goal drive. They ran the ball down there, and then they – three straight incompletions, you're forced to punt or kick a field goal or whatever it may be. Some of it was on Cohen as well, you know, that – you can oh, say that Kentucky got out coached uh, in that game because they were whatever. I, I, and I think that was what was most disappointing in, in all of this is that we thought, okay, the extra bye week, Kentucky should have a lot of advantages because they've had two weeks to prepare for this. And I, they didn't. They, they looked just absolutely dumbfounded. We get that this is a weird style on both sides of the football that you have to prepare for. Mississippi State is basically the military academy of the SEC. They're weird. But you had the extra week. You've got a lot of experience. Kentucky fans, I I do not blame them one bit for expecting more because the Wildcats got beat. Just It was a full systems failure. And you shouldn't be getting outcoached that badly when you've got two weeks to prepare for a team. You just shouldn't. It just shouldn't be that bad. Obviously, they can't take care of the ball for them. They can't go out there and have them not commit turnovers. I mean, but, man, it it was just the most disappointing kind of performance you could have where things shouldn't go this wrong after a bye week. No, and I think the thing that maybe bugged me the most – not bugged me the most, but I think was like the hardest thing to swallow is you're right that that, – 
that drive and that series to get Kentucky within 14 at 17 to 13. And you're thinking to yourself, all right, get a stop. It's a two possession game. You, you get a stop and you get a score. Then all the pressure goes back on Mississippi State and they start getting nervous. And there's enough time here to, to make something happen. So just go out there and get a stop. They, they, give, they give up yards. Uh, it wasn't an immediate three and out, but they eventually do get that stop, Roush, and they get Mississippi State to punt the ball back. And here Kentucky is getting the ball at their 25-yard line to start this drive in the fourth quarter. They're down two scores. They got to be quick. They got to be efficient, and they've got to strike fast. And Kentucky gets a first down on the first play. Wandell, 12 yards. All right, kind of cooking. Let's get going. Incompletion, incompletion, incompletion. 35-yard punt or whatever it was. It was another yeah. terrible, terrible punt. And uh, and then Kentucky never got the ball back. That was it. Yep. That was it. And I think I think what happened in that situation was, I think the defense, once they punted, and it was not a great punt to begin with, but uh, once Kentucky gave the ball back to Mississippi State, I'm sure Kentucky's defense was like, now we need to get another stop. And then right. a score, and then another like you know we don't I don't know how many stops we have in us. I think that at that point they were just kind of done. Mississippi State twelve play drive there to close it out at the end. That was the most frustrating is when Kentucky had that touchdown drive, got it to fourteen. You need you needed to call in the defense one more time, well a couple more times, but they needed to start with one. They got it, and then three straight incompletions by Will Levis. Drive died right then and there, and ultimately, Cats' chances of winning died as well. That was because Kentucky wasn't playing well up to that point. They're down three. You didn't. You're they're down three scores. I should say. You didn't think that they that third quarter Mississippi State completely dominated, and you thought like this is over. But Kentucky showed a little life. They kind of pulled me back in ever so slightly, Roush, but only to to crap the bed even more. I mean, so, so those, not good. The, those third quarter stats were. Mississippi State had 17 points before Kentucky ran its fourth play. And then Mississippi State Jeez. had three completions. Kentucky had four turnovers. Like, that, those are just dumbfounding stats. I mean, it just – like, that is a complete unraveling. And, man, I, I just – the turn we, – we, we forgot to give them enough – you know what, that's on us. We forgot to give them enough credit for when they did seemingly fix the turnover bug. A few weeks back. So this was the reminder that, man, turnovers just absolutely destroy teams. Yes, they do. And Kentucky needs to stop stop doing so so many of them. Yeah, and don't do the turnover thing. Kentucky, this Tennessee game, you got, you're going to have to play. You're going to have to – you can't just go out there and play a C game and win. you got to play better, certainly better than you saw against Mississippi State. And then the rest of the games – I think Kentucky can play a C game and win those games. But, boy, if you really wanted to make things interesting, turn the ball over a ton at UofL. Like, you know, these are just the things that that good football teams shouldn't be doing. I know this is a good Kentucky football team, so why are you still doing them is the thing I can't wrap my little brain around. But, anywho, let's go to a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more Kentucky versus Mississippi State if if we have to. We've got – a ton of text in the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450 over the weekend. And then, Roush, maybe we can turn our attention just briefly at least to the exhibition basketball game. The yeah. text line's going to bring up a bunch of things, a bunch of things that we've said, a lot of things that we haven't said that we'll certainly get to, and in regards to the basketball game 
as well. And then it's a big bone of Monday, Roush. Happy Woo. big bone of Monday to you. Oh, man. Love a good big bone of Monday. I always you start say- my day with a big boner. Well, that the people on in UCLA, they're going to have their morning bona because he's committing at 7.30 Pacific time, 10.30 Eastern, mm. and it's Kentucky or it's UCLA. And why would – if I think he's going to pick UCLA. That seems to be what the experts think, and I'm, I'm far from an expert when it comes to recruiting nowadays, debatably was ever. That being said, everybody thinks it's UCLA at 7.30 commitment time for the folks out west. Like, Mick Cronin hasn't even had his morning coffee at that point. Kind of weird, right? It is weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I would I would be happy if he continued to live his life catering to East Coast time because, oh, had a conversation uh, with the, the neighbors. Not not the new neighbors. It's my parents' neighbors during trick-or-treating, just complaining about time zones because the baseball game was starting late. Love a good time zone complaint discussion. I'll tell you what. Down the wild. It was great. For like I, people on the east, are, there's the rumblings are starting to happen. The rest of the country will feel our might sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's gonna, it, be the, it's gonna be the next civil wars, time zones. <laughs> oh, that's that's good stuff. Well, All right, we'll, civil war. No, it wasn't over resources, just time zones. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Campbell. It'll be Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Uh, just as a reminder, I'll, I'll let folks know on Thursday and Fridays we get a little closer to the weekend. But ordered my Salsaritas catering. Had a ton of stuff going on Saturday. Roush, you know when you're getting ready for a get-together, it's just one thing after another. It feels like your feet can never really stop moving, even when you think you're, you've done everything that you need to do to get your house ready for the party. There's something else that you need to do. So I had Salsaritas catering delivered to my house. And right at the time that I requested it, there was a knock on my door, and this nice young lady with three big bags of Salsaritas, and she... She had to make a, another trip out to the car for the bag that that was just the bag for the tri- chips, which was just oh. like a million different chips. When, when you see the bag of chips, too, it's just like, man, that is ah, it's it's because it, it's so many, you know, and you just realize, wow, we're gonna devour so many chips tonight. What a great man, it was a great easy. feeling. I did it all online on the app, and this is this is all true. Did it all online on the app. Didn't you know? Didn't have to talk to anybody, and just made the order. Put it. You can do. You can pick it up at the restaurant. You can get it delivered to your place. I got it delivered to my place, and they they came right when they said that they would, and it was so 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 delicious. Uh, we had tons of leftovers too, so we ate a lot of salsaritas yesterday as well, and we still even have some leftover chips, which is a good nice. thing. Because I'm wildly addicted to them, 
So check out Salsaritas, two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Download the app. You can order if you're just having lunch, dinner, or if you're doing catering. It makes it so much easier. And that's our friends at Salsaritas, Nick Roush. Uh, love Salsaritas. Uh, awful jealous of your party mates. Uh, did you did you end up getting out for a little trick-or-treating last night, TJ? Did you take old Lucy out to – or did you – how did the trick-or-treating process go with the walk? My father has a Halloween party on actual Halloween. So we stopped by his house. We didn't do any trick or treating because, you know, Lucy is right. four weeks old. Um, but we we saw trick or treaters there, saw, saw folks. It was nice. And then we kind of wanted to hurry back so we could get to our own trick or treaters. And we nearly, we basically ran out of candy. If one more trick or treater right. would have came, we would have had to get creative on what we were going to do because we just wanted to give out huge handfuls. But even then, we still ran out, used more than we thought. And uh, it was it was good. Although we were pulling back into our neighborhood right around 6. It was like 5.58. And coming out of our court was like 40 kids. So I was like, ah, I mean, in hindsight, probably a good thing because we definitely would have ran out of candy. But so we didn't get as many as we did last year because I think mainly we missed this huge missed group that came pass. before six. Yeah. yeah. But we still had a bunch. Uh, my old house in St. Matthew's, I think we had three or four trick-or-treaters in three years. So it's it's nice. We, I, If I'm guessing, I'd say we probably had 40 last night, maybe. Did you say before six? Yeah. I, I was surprised to see it. And you know, they were younger and parents and stuff like that. But yeah, I was surprised. I thought if we got home at six, maybe we'd miss like a baby coming through, just, you know, parents that wanted to say hey to their neighbors or whatnot. But I didn't, that huge group was, we were like, oh no. And then we didn't get another trick or treater for about like 35 minutes. So we were like, we missed them. We missed all the trick or treaters this year. Well, we, so you got we the trick or treaters when you were supposed to as the sun was going down. Who trick or treats before six? What a freak. Yeah, the sun's kind Ooh. of going down-ish at six, but yeah, I, I was surprised there was that many people. I, I agree with you a little bit there, Justin. I, I I did notice too, Scoots, that you're gonna like how quickly things started to thin out once it got dark. Uh, I remember going pretty late early on. I guess that was more of the main drag in my parents' neighborhood. There were some kids that were still out around eight thirty. Hell, I saw some people in Southern Parkway at nine in their costumes, still trying to get candy. We we got. We we gave out some candy at the new house. First time ever having trick or treaters. That was kind of nice. Uh, and then uh, Duke was not. Uh, he did not want to go trick or treating, but he loved handing ha handing out candy to boys Aww. and girls. So um, and we we bribed him to get him in his costume long enough for a uh, picture. So that was good. Needed to get a cookie to get him in his cookie monster uh, outfit. So whatever it takes, whatever yeah. it takes. Yeah. That's that's adorable. I was wondering if you all were going to go hit up houses or not, but uh, it, it, Halloween's just the best. It's always sad when it's over. Now I'm going to get to spend a lot of chunk of today taking down decorations, which is really annoying. It's uh man, it was a nice day yesterday though. Oh yeah, great great weather. I know it's going to get cooler, but the leaves are turning. Um, just really pretty right now. Uh, really pretty time in the bluegrass. Saw, saw too many car trick-or-treaters. Like, once the what? sun went down, too many, like, and I was just, you know, I'd see 
our kids would come up to the door. They you sometimes rush, you know, you look out of the street and you see parents or a parent or you see, or sometimes you don't see anybody, but this time it was just kind of like a line of cars and they were slowly making their way throughout the neighborhood. I, there are cer- certain circumstances. I'm sure that that's just, that's the easiest thing to do. If it's raining completely and totally understand it was like 50 degrees. All right. We didn't need the car. We didn't need the car caravan yesterday. Uh, That's what we had to do in Pekin, but but that was because the houses were so spaced out. No need to do that in a neighborhood. What? I thought the same thing, Justin. What? I thought thought the the same thing, but to each their own, I suppose. Halloween's different now, man. Saw some good costumes. A lot of fun. A good good holiday. Uh, Our tradition's watching Hubie Halloween on Halloween now, so it's like only a two-year-old tradition or however long that movie's been out, but... Just a classic Adam. It will be a classic Adam Sandler film in in the coming years. Ah, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty, pretty Got a, good. a lot of funny little like if you watch again, you keep watching, you keep noticing all these like stupid, silly little things. Like just like classic little Adam Sandler. And of course, he's got the whole rigmarole of his friends in there, Rob Schneider and whatnot. You know, so good, good stuff. You know, it's good stuff, Roush. Or was it good stuff? I guess it's kind of dependent on where you stand on things. The basketball game on Friday night. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. It was a lot of fun. I think you, I mean, some people were like, I don't think we look good. Or they, you know, they, however much Kentucky won by wasn't enough. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's the first exhibition game of the year. It's just, you take it for what it is. You have a little fun watching. Um, man, Damian Collins is just so weird. I love it. He's going to be a fun player. I Man, he took more bad shots, like, that if this was a regular, like, close contested game, I'd be like, all right, why are you taking that shot? But, man, he's he's going to be fun. Uh, many, I, I, I enjoyed watching that guy play. Many people are wondering, was he MVP? Um, he wasn't the leading scorer, Justin. That would be Keon Brooks. So, I don't, I don't think he was the MVP. Yeah, I don't think you could give it to him over Keon. Damn it. Yeah. And Keon's start was so good. Yeah, I um, I don't know if I'm willing to go all in on it, but I am definitely seeing the uh, the results of the kind of spread things out. Like they did look different, TJ. Like they looked much more well spaced out on the floor. Really, really like the way the offense moved the ball around. Yeah, I, it's it's going to be a fun year, and I don't again. I don't think this team is without its flaws, and I don't think it's going to just be uh, 2015 or 2012 or 2010 where you just roll and roll and roll through the regular season. They will lose, and they will look bad at times, or they'll have bad games. They'll have some ugly games. I, I don't, I don't think they should get upset by any teams that are totally inferior to them. I still think that they should mostly cruise against the crappy opponents, but I wouldn't be shocked if they had six minute bad stretches in some of those games where they can't get the ball in the basket or they're, they're coughing it up, but just too many talented players and Roush stop me if you've heard this before, but John Calipari has a team where the strength is in the backcourt. These guards are really, really good. Mm -hmm. Wheeler is just, I I don't, I, I, I don't care where his ceiling's at as a player. He's just so fun to watch. He's smart. He plays hard. He's just so fun to watch. And does he have some limitations because of his size? He does. 
but he's still so crafty and good, and he's just going to be he's going to be really fun to watch all year. And then mm. Ty Ty is just goodness gracious! Like, when did this dude turn this corner? And a lot of people would say back in the spring when Kentucky offered him, and he was playing against Nolan Hickman, of course, a classic KRC radio debate. But he he is awesome. He he looked he looked like the senior out there, Roush. He looked yeah. like the steady, experienced guard. And his shooting is, whoo, I hope that he's not shrieky and we're just like in a good stretch, like a hot stretch to start <laughs> yeah. the season. But he debatably is, are there better catch and shoot shooters on the team? Sure. But I don't think he, he's better than Mintz, I think, with the ball in his hands and just pulling up. And he's a good catch and shoot shooter as well. Maybe he is the best catch and shoot shooter because he did win the three point contest. It's worth mentioning. So uh, he, he is awesome. He is much further along than I thought. And yes, it's an exhibition game. And yes, we're going to overreact to this stuff. And yes, we reserve the rights to change our opinion based on more of what we see. But uh, I, I loved what I saw from the guards on on Friday. And I think the any questions that you have are kind of just defensively interior as well. And but I, I think that will improve and get better. Right, right. And it's it is just the exhibition game. You know, you don't want to yeah. take a ton from it, but like. I want to say they were 52% from the field. I don't have the stats pulled up in front of me, but the shooting, you can you can see that that's much improved. They're also much better finishing near the rim. I mean, you, you aren't going to get a lot of uh, shot blockers kind of challenging you when you're Kentucky Wesleyan, but Kentucky did finish well near the basket. So really, I mean, yeah, that's, just, that's what you like in an exhibition basketball game. Um, that you, they have a player that kind of – is annoying and keeps a minute. That one guy who had 29 points for him. Uh, Rick Dixon. Man, you know, so, uh, you know, the, the, it, it was it was, a, it was a good exhibition, I, I thought, all in all, because you liked what you saw from Kentucky. Wesleyan kept it close-ish for, you know, about a half or so before you went on that big run and kind of blew the doors off of them. So, um, all, all in all, I, I don't think you could ask for a better Friday night for some casual basketball watching to get you ready for the Kentucky basketball season. Yeah, you would have liked Kentucky to win by more, sure. You would have liked Kentucky to not let a dude go for 29 on 12 of 17 shooting. You would have liked somebody to step up and, and kind of put a stop to that. It's an exhibition game. Kentucky didn't get these last year. People forget that. Legitimately forget that. You didn't get the exhibition games last year. This is what these are for. I wish Kentucky did secret scrimmages against better teams. I wish they secretly met with IU or they played Cincinnati just to kind of get the, the freshmen a better idea of what high-level basketball looks like at this. Uh, maybe it's a little too generous to IU saying high-level basketball, but to see mm-hmm. what what high major players look like at this level and what the team's cohesive units look like at this level. They don't. Calipari doesn't like doing that. So instead you get these exhibition games. So go out there, dominate. Kentucky did. They were up 30 for the majority of this game. And uh, I, 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 I liked what I saw. I, I tell you what though, I'll be about ready for Kellen Grady to start knocking down some threes. I, I think he'll be a shrieky shooter and we're seeing him in a little bit of a cold stretch to start he didn't really hit any in the blue-white, or maybe, maybe he did. He only hit the one. He's he's wide open every time, Roush. He, players on this team are going to get so many shots. Yeah. I do feel a little – I don't know. I'm, I'm actually kind of curious if you thought this. Justin, you didn't get a chance to watch, did you? Uh, I did not see the basketball game, no. 
Okay. Um, I'm, it felt like the modern offense, Roush, shoot threes, play fast. It felt a little forced, and maybe that's how it's supposed to be. Maybe that's just how you eventually – you just got to rip the Band-Aid off fast. And if Cal wants to switch styles, you just have to go do it. But, like, I, you know, Kentucky probably didn't need to take 29 threes in that game. I don't know if Bryce Hopkins needs to be taking four threes as a freshman, but I don't know. You know, we've never seen this. We've never seen this team before besides in a blue white scrimmage. It just, it felt like a lot of the talk from last season where we want to, we want a more modern offense. And Cal said, I'm going to give it to you. Maybe that's just how it's going to be this year, but they were chucking them up. I think the offense could have been a lot more efficient if they wanted to be, but just played more of a fast, carefree, loose style, and they should have easily gotten 100 points. They just, like, they were at 90 with, like, what, seven, six minutes left or whatever it was, and uh, just kind of took their foot off the gas there. But did you think they were shooting a, a few too many threes, or did you care about that? Did you notice it? Um, I definitely noticed it early on because I think at one point they had 12 three-point attempts to four two-point attempts. But, no, that's what an exhibition's for. So I think that's true. I think you do kind of go over the top with it early on, just to you know test the waters. Yeah, and I like I, I if Dave I want Davion if he's got five threes I want him taking all five of them. Kellen Grady, even though it hasn't been the best start for him, I still his his numbers across college basketball are too good. And there is you, Rupp sucks to shoot in. We we really can't say that enough. It's one of the worst gyms probably besides the carrier dome to shoot in in college basketball. And there is a little learning curve with it. And it's maybe something that you never really fully grasp or get to get to learn. But so he's off to a rough start, but I still want him taking the threes. Uh, Wheeler, it doesn't bother me as much as maybe it bothers some other fans. I don't want him, I think, shooting like six or seven in a game, but I don't think he's ever going to do that because he's going to realize that there, there's going to be some better options. So I'm fine with him. He took two. I'm fine with that. Brooks. Some would say six threes from Keon Brooks, too many, but he had four of them. So it's not. Mm -hmm. Ty Ty, you can shoot as many as you want, buddy. Fire away. And then Dante Allen shot four. Nobody's ever going to get mad at a Dante Allen three ever. So really beside and, – and Hopkins, I think, has shown a more expanded role and more range than I think we thought he would be as a – as a freshman at the college level, he's been better than we all thought, or the the rave reviews, if you will, have surrounded Bryce Hopkins, and understandably so. But he was the only one that I was like, let's take it a little easy on the threes. Yeah, yeah, because they weren't they weren't particularly I, close either. And I, I'm going to say that the same about Collins for most of the year too. I mean, even if he does knock down a few, just only when they're rushed, you know. And that's where that's where I do get that kind of sentiment, TJ, where sometimes it can feel forced. It's like we can make the other team play some defense. And I think that and I think that just comes in time. You know, it's that's true. Like we totally agree. It's, it's an exhibition. Like they're gonna they're gonna get a better feel for it as they go, uh, you know, throughout the season. So uh, might be a little herky jerky to start, but all in all, whites where I saw do we, we when's the next exhibition this week? I'm, Friday, I'm, I believe. Another Friday night. Yeah, and I don't – You're. we talked about this last week, but it is – why you do – like, Friday's literally the worst night you can do this, UK. I know. Thursday would be great. I mean – Like, I, you may I, be I saying like – yeah. But, like, just do it when people don't have other things they could be doing. Well, know? and you generate more of a buzz if you have people talking about it the next day 
on radio and in newspapers. And you just, it kind of gets lost in the, it's like a Friday news dump almost where yeah. but you want more people talking about Kentucky basketball and that better for business having I, more people talk because nobody was at that game. I do wonder how much of it's SEC Network wanting some quality Friday night programming. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like, and maybe uh, that's an easy way for Kentucky to like be a good little university in the conference and say, okay, you want us on Friday, we can we can do that. But right, right. I just think if you had it on like a Tuesday night at seven, Wednesday night at seven, Thursday, whatever, any any other night, you'd have more people kind of excited to break up the midweek monotony than let's go to watch Kentucky kill this team for an hour and then get on with our Friday night. But right, if I was right. in Lexington, I'd go to the games. Um, you know, easier easier said than done. Maybe I wouldn't. Maybe not all Were of them. Were fans allowed? Were fans allowed? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You, okay. I mean, it was kind of like a good troll there, Justin, because there were there was hardly anybody there. Well, no, that's that's why I was asking because you said there was nobody there. So you wouldn't know if fans actually were allowed. No, there it it was. Yeah, I guess it was probably realistically what you should expect on a Friday night in an exhibition game. Gotcha. When you, you know some people just still don't feel comfortable going out. Some people didn't probably want to go because they don't want to wear the mask and they did, you know, the whole thing. So everybody was down the road watching Dane Key. Hey. Oh God. Dane Key. Got Ducky smoked by Boyle County. Yeah, Ooh. that was a really surprising score. Maybe it shouldn't have been. Uh, but You know what, Douglas, just play more teams that are good throughout the year and you won't get smoked by the only good ones you play. They play wow. a lot of real. Boom, roasted. Yeah, yeah. I mean – they, you should be playing more than just Boyle County as your difficult team. They gotta, they gotta crank up that schedule next year to get them ready because that hey. was, whew, man. All right, we get into the Thornton's text line when we return for hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Roll Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here Whoa, on Big X Radio. Ooh, that was a close call. Yeah, you know, taking your time. It's cool. I'm back, baby. Cool. We're back. This is Kentucky Roll Call, Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Fun first hour. Second hour, got a lot more to get to. We a little update on our home field apparel super sweepstakes giveaway picks of the week. Morpheus, the guest picker on Friday, one point for Morpheus. He Ooh. his only correct game was Georgia. He unfortunately that's not going to win it. Uh, no, I don't think that's going. I don't think that's going to hold up. But you never know. You never know. So he's hey, got he one got on the board though. That's what's important. And and next, our whoever the guest picker is on Friday. Which again, if you didn't listen to Friday's show, you're unfamiliar with the contest. We'll we'll give you the whole rigmarole later in the week. But Morpheus in the house with one point, one point more than Roush and Luckett got this past week. So you have that going for you. Suck it, Roush. 
to you second. It's a bad gambling week. I didn't I didn't do a lot of research this week, okay? I was busy trying to figure out other stuff. Also, still can't figure out light switches in the house. Um, no idea how to turn on my light. Oh, that's always the worst. Gosh, yeah. It's um, not sure. Really trial and error for a month. Where my clothes are, you know, like they're somewhere around here in a box somewhere. Uh, where? Who knows? Seems like so, every house has like one light switch that doesn't make sense that the switch turns on the light that it turns on. It should be like another switch turns on that light. Have you figured that out? Um, no, because we have some like a lot of switches just don't work. A lot of outlets just don't work. Um, would have been nice if the inspector would have told us that, you know, like, hey, there's like an outlet per room that just isn't going to work. That, that would have been nice. Um, but, you know, what we're figuring out as we go, uh, the room I'm in right now, it has a fan on like the lowest speed possible. Can't turn it off. Have no idea how, <laughs> but we just, we cannot turn it off. So um, Duke's going to get some air circulating in his room at all times. It's just your, we put the new fan in. It's your constant circulation. Justin, you think you could get over there and fix that for Roush? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think we got a ladder tall enough. Justin. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you not a handyman, Justin? I no, I can be absolutely, but I don't. I don't like to mess with electric stuff. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Don't, same. Uh, yeah, that's. I, I don't really like messing with anything. <laughs> All things considered, yeah, I've, I would have figured you would be kind of handy. Just you know, growing up in Pekin, you got to fix it yourself, right? But that's right. Yeah, uh, M- most of the time that consisted of duct tape and glue. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, let's get to the Thornton <laughs> sex line five zero two four one four. 1450-502-414-1450. I sure do hear you all complain about your Apple products a lot. Why don't you try something different? You all run a professional sort of radio show. Stop using equipment aimed at 13-year-old TikTokers. Oh, wow. Um, also, the only people who are worse than Apple sheep are the people who are, there's so much technology out there. Let me tell you about this Android. Like, Dude, get out of here with that nonsense. It, I, I, I do get really annoyed with Apple products, but um, I, my favorite thing to do is to not mess with any of it. Yeah, you, you know how it all works, so why, why mess with it? Yeah. Dexter says, no one freak out, but don't expect CJ to play until December. Just prepare yourself. Uh, is, that inside well. scoop? is that inside scoop on the Thornton's text line? It could be inside scoop on the Thornton's text line. Man, breaking. You heard it here first, folks. Do you think that that's a possibility? Why not? Yeah. I mean, it seems a little unnecessary, but the way things the, the way things go here, that's that's kind of how I anticipate it, you know, taking much longer than you would believe. Um, on the opposite hand, Deer Jackson was it fully – he he was dressed out to play against Mississippi State, so I'm gonna have to get to the bottom of that today at the Mark Stoops press conference because Killy injuries normally take a lot longer than being able to potentially play right now. They they might be able to use him. So, a uh, couple Roush, of injuries. Hopefully, none of those were bad Saturday. Roush with a classic alter sport reference, talking about C.J. Frederick over what? to. Football. You 
you get injuries. I'm just thinking injury news because there was uh, quite a bit of it over at football. Um, and we're going to get a – who knows? We'll see, as Stoops likes to say, how much clarity we'll get. Um, but Jackson being potentially back is nice. Uh, also, I just – I hope that Rosenthal, man, he, it took him a while to get up. He was walking off really slow, really gingerly. Hope there's nothing to that or to Jordan Wright's ankle, uh, which he got carted off for towards the end of the second uh, second quarter. Everybody have your fingers crossed. Really, it would be nice to get Bowley back this week, but maybe probably still a little too soon. <sighs> a little too soon, yeah. Texter, a texter says. Would be, be real nice, though. Remember when TJ wasn't sure about wanting Mince back? All right, take it easy. That's a that's taken a little liberties. I'd never said that officially. It just said that I kind of felt like I was I was curious about it. Curious about if it was going to be too many people, but they everybody's everybody was on board with it. So hell yeah. And I always said, of course, you'd want him back, but you do you were wondering where he'd fit and. Weird seeing him come off the bench, Roush. I mean, that was that was strange. Yeah. But actually, it might be where he's at his best. I mean, I think I don't I, I don't know if you do start. I, I just don't you, you gotta start Wheeler and Tata. So if you can have Mintz be the third guard, then sure. But uh, yeah, maybe that ends up happening. I like him being the first off the bench though. Like a like that's, a, that's a really good first off the bench. Yeah, and he can go in for either of those guards, you know? He can. And it's just I, – I sent that – I sent the, the tweet about UK being better than last year. That was totally in jest because it was, like, very quickly into the game. But it was true. Like, when you just saw Davion Mintz playing the role that Kentucky brought him in to play, just – Davion Mintz was never supposed to be the star of a Kentucky Wildcats basketball team. Mm -hmm. And that is no disrespect to him. It's it's not meant as a disrespect to anybody. That wasn't – I'm sure he maybe – I don't know if he'd agree or not agree with that. But I, that, that was the plan when Kentucky brought him in. We just need a steady, experienced guy who can go out there, get us double digits here and there, be a three-point threat, help stretch the defense – but last year's team just struggled so mightily that he just had to take over in games, and that was Kentucky's best option. Just one exhibition game in Roush, he's used the way that I think Kentucky initially thought they'd use him. If Davion Mintz is kind of an afterthought on an offense, that's a pretty darn good team. So yeah. I'd I love just I, I loved love seeing it. it. Was weird seeing, but I, it makes for a good a good thing. Makes for a good thing for a basketball team. Definitely, definitely. Really, re really like it to start out. Um, I also really like this text too from Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Hey TJ, respect those who became before us. Yeah. So the 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 back and forth with Nick's former ex boss, uh, wild stuff. Never in a million years would think that that tweet would cause any sort of. Um, what was the guy's name? Elder. Oh. I forgot his name. They're, they're radio caller. Whoever yeah. it is. It was uh, Joe Utley. Sorry, Joe 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 Utley. 
And I all it, it was all I thought for it was basically a tweet kind of centered around the, the KRC audience of this is another chance for me to get on split box screens because I've always talked about how much I hate them, always talked about how unnecessary they are. And another perfect example of how it was also unnecessary. It was a radio broadcast like we we didn't need to see him call a radio call. We, let us listen to it as everybody else is. And no, it's not a big deal. No, I wasn't like throwing food mm, at my TV. I don't know. It. You were you were being pretty begrudging. I, 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 what a weird word to use with that whole thing. And then supposedly, and I think it maybe is on the text line, maybe it's not, but Matt said that I don't like him on his radio show. Matt has never really spoken to me all that kindly, and I've heard him speak very rudely to other people as well, and I've heard some stories about it as well. That's my personal experience and personal opinions. I don't hate the dude. I don't wish him ill will. He's done very, very, he's been very successful and done very great things in his career, but he's just never really spoken to me all that nicely. And I can only go off personal experiences that I've had with them. So that is not something that I enjoy, but it's, we just don't talk that it's nothing really more than that. Uh, and it's not like this deep rooted hatred for one another. I don't know. I don't know why he ever has had anything against me to talk kind of rudely to me in that regard, but that's all it is. And again, you know, wish him the best. It's not going to, I don't, I don't want it to be this feud. I think it's just most people figure it's just best to kind of let him be because, and he's, he has talked about this before that if he tweets people and whatnot, you're going to get a bunch of different, Folks in your mention, it's best just not to deal with all that stuff. It's annoying and it's not it's not enjoyable and you just ignore it. But it still kind of just feels like there's this division. It's not worth it. Not I worth I, it. I, I don't know what tangent that went uh, went down. I will just say that I too am not in favor of showing split screens during games. Well, I was explaining. He 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 had said on his post game show of that I did not like him, which isn't even necessarily true. But if he feels that sort of way, that's probably what it draws back to, and that's really all there is to it regarding our relationship. But yes, how weird is it in regards to just a tweet about not liking split split boxes? Uh, would have never in a million years thought that that would be that big of a deal. It certainly wasn't to me. I will always respect Joe Utley. What a career. Man, but I mean, you're out here just breaking Ten Commandments, not respecting the elders. I just don't need to see I just don't need to see a split screen. Uh, and I also just, just you can do a split screen for like the beginning of it and then you cut away. Like that's you just like introduce him and show him so people can see his face and then you cut away. That's just like good broadcasting and good producing. But I think the producers at SEC Network were bored. I don't doubt that they were bored. And yes, it was an exhibition game. And again, not a huge deal. But Joe Utley, God love him. I just don't need to see him looking up at the Jumbotron. Great outfit. Glad they showed him just to kind of introduce him. But I haven't seen Kentucky basketball did, since since March. I would ideally want that large they, and in charge on the screen. Did they show his, uh, his picture of his, him interviewing Adolph Rupp? That they did, yeah. Cool. That yeah, was cool. That's, that's a really cool picture. So, uh, yeah, it was. I, I'm I'm glad they did do that. That was a great idea to bring some of that broadcast in audio in. That, like that was cool. Although of course they did it, and he's having technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I know he was having technical difficulties, so he did, I think I think what happened was he didn't even know if he was on the air or if they had been booted off the air. And what if what if the SEC kind of just made calling. the technical difficulties by putting their his audio? Yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could be. You never you never know. But he he did not call just like a possession and a half on a radio broadcast. But I don't think he thought I think he thought he was not on the air. So that that would explain it. But it, it was unfortunate that they had the technical difficulties during what has now turned into the Joe Utley controversy. <laughs> But, of course, it wasn't any disrespect to Joe Utley. I just don't like split box screens. It's a silly little radio bit. Everybody move on. But it is true. Uh, I don't like them. Speaking of uh, controversies, did you see the controversial termination yesterday? TJ, the coaching carousel, it keeps turning yeah. earlier and earlier. Gary Patterson, I, I, I didn't see this news yesterday. I saw it this morning. TCU fired Gary Patterson in the middle of the year. That's crazy. Crazy. Second makes, longest tenured coach in college football. Makes you think something's up. Like, there's got to be more to it. Oh, I'm sure there was, uh, like, this doesn't just happen overnight. And, and, like, they also haven't been good for a while. So, you know, you could see where there was maybe, like, all right, well, let's – Gary's been good to our program. He is TCU football. Let's give him another year to see if he can turn things around. Maybe that's what they were thinking going into the season, and then you lose three Big Twelve games in a row. You're probably not going to go to a bowl game. Like I, I kind of get it from a certain standpoint where you're like, we've got to, we, we can't fall behind the ladder and the, the the coaching carousel. Like we already are going to be well behind USC and LSU in picking our candidates. So maybe this is how we kind of get out in front of it. But it's still pretty crazy that a dude that they, have, I mean, they have a statue of him down there. And they fire him midseason, and he won't finish out the year. Which, I mean, just pr- pretty, pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Yeah, it is pretty strange. And things had kind of staled there since 2017. But you, you'd think they'd give him the end of the year, and then kind of go their own direction. But he had coached TCU in four different conferences. And even brought the Horn Frogs to Papa John's Cardinal Stadium back when U of L was in Conference USA way back yeah, when. They so. were rivals of sorts. They were. It was like yeah. them and Southern Miss were like mm-hmm. the the two big games that Louisville played each year. That maybe I guess you throw in Memphis and Cincinnati. Um, no, the old Conference USA days for U of L, they're pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I mean the the level play across the leagues, especially at the bottom, were horrible. But you, you had some wacky games. Man, and uh, speaking of Conference USA, uh, poor Western Kentucky. They're really getting left behind in Conference realignment. I mean, I, some Sunbelt, picked up a lot. The, there's, there's This Conference USA is a shell of an institution now. Yeah, I, I don't know. What are they, they going to do? Are they, just, I, I, are they just waiting for, like, hoping for a big one? Man, I don't know. Because the Sunbelt, I mean, they went and got Marshall. Um it's just uh, for for Western. It's just bad timing because they thought they were moving up from the Sun Belt to Conference USA. Sun Belt right, like surpasses them, and now the Sun Belt's like, "You guys already left us. We don't want you back." Um, which is so, which is kind of funny. It, it, it kind of is. I mean, it's like I I have nothing against Western Kentucky, but they do have their passionate fans 
play the little brother card very well. They're like the little little brother, uh, the happy go lucky one. But they're they're loud and they always cry that Kentucky doesn't play them and whatnot. Uh, Rick Stansberry, I think it's a great hire for Western. I understand why they did it, but obviously the jokes there are can can write themselves in that regard. And he's not the most likable dude in the world, but he's doing a, a solid job at Western. And again, good good hire for them. But they 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 misplayed it, Roush. There's no doubt about it. They 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 made the wrong decision. Yeah, made the wrong decision. Uh, if I if I'm them, I would I, I would really I'd, I'd I'd shoot high. I'd see if I'd see if you know try to don't don't shoot for the moon. Do you they, think it'd uh, ever be impossible? Like the Big Twelve could be interested in a Western Kentucky. That's really what they should shoot for. I mean, if they could, that would be significant because they were just hoping that they wouldn't get left behind the American. And uh, well, no, they're they're in know. a bad spot. I'm they're just right. saying that they need to keep keep their aspirations high. I'm sure the Big Twelve would not take them with things where where they currently are. But it may not be the worst idea in the world for the Big Twelve. Like Western's got a, a passionate fan base. Um, I don't, from a football standpoint, that'd be the much harder sell. You know, like that is that stadium equipped to be whole? But Big Twelve. Not a great con- – I mean, not necessarily like the best conference in the world. Without I, here's um, here's what I think could – would be fun. Conference USA is probably going to ask some teams to move up from FCS. I think that's where Bobby Petrino, Missouri State. Bobby revenge game versus WKU as conference opponents coming in three years or whatever it may be. Oh, Bobby- you had that – you had that tweet about the Bobby Petrino back in – in D1 football, maybe that's that's how it is. Missouri State to the Conference USA. I can see I can see it happening. Yeah, yeah but that's saying. not that's not going to be a great spot for Western either, though. No, no, not at all. But I can just see that happening. Something to keep in mind. Definitely. No, that's a good that's a good take. Way to way to get out in front of that. Um, all right. So a lot of these texts and somebody on the over the weekend was talking about how we they don't like when we read certain texts about certain things. We just read them all. We, yep. we we read mean ones about ourselves. Um, we read silly ones. We read funny ones. We read goofy oh, ones. Is we, the guy we, who insulted us back? I don't know. It was really going after our integrity last week. Yeah, two two days in a row. Yeah, maybe they're back. We'll see. Why does Matt think TJ is furious over showing the Kentucky Wesleyan guy on TV? Hell, he was looking at the big board half the time. Yeah, he's having some technical yeah. difficulties. Yeah, definitely wasn't mad about it. Just uh, another chance for me to get after my rant on on split boxes. Unfor- unfortunately, this came at the uh, people thought it was a, a shot at Mister Utley. Trying to go for bat you on uh, t- for you on Twitter, TJ. I don't see anything wrong with what you said. You didn't put down the Wesleyan radio guy. You were calling out the SEC network for split screening the game to watch him talk. It was cool hearing him, but we didn't need to see him while the game was going on. But as always, Matt is right, and the rest of us peasants are supposed to just shut up. Suck it, Jones. He's jealous of TJ, his former ex-employee, for having a better show. Well, thank you for enjoying Kentucky Roll Call and texting on into the oh, Thornton text line. But it's 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 no big deal. Uh, it really was a, a, just, a, weird, um, a weird turn to my Friday night. I don't know why this just came to me, but um, so you really are – he really is your former ex-boss. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> We've been calling him my former ex-boss all the time. No, he's really TJ's former ex-boss. <laughs> and then, of course, like people, you know, they, everybody in the mentions and whatnot. I don't know why there's this notion that I was let go from Kentucky Sports Radio. 
Oh man, that's really funny if there is. Oh, there we gotta, we gotta, there, keep, we gotta there, keep that alive. There is. There definitely is. And uh that's so funny. Oh, oh man. man. Just so you can enjoy it and become a real estate mogul. Yeah, absolutely. Rolling in it now. Roush, tell your ex-boss to learn how to read and stop trying to attack TJ. I like KSR, but Matt has a tendency to attack or try to belittle others when they have a difference of opinion. It's annoying and one of the many reasons why KRC is simply better. Thanks for all you guys do. Go Cats. Look Appreciate at these guys it. just going to bat for you, TJ. Love the one that there's like immediately a like, oh man, somebody's coming after our guy. Regulators, mount up. Well, you're never, I don't, you know, in a, the term, it's, it's just, it's not good business, I don't think, to have these, these riffs. And it's just also not fun, personally. So uh, I do appreciate people saying nice things. And I like that people enjoy our radio show. And if you don't enjoy our radio show, I, you know, um, don't listen. Uh, this is my do. do whatever you want. The greatest burn in the history of Kentucky Roll Call. Justin has been a big influence on Luckett. Scooty gives up sex. Luckett gives up picks. Saves them both a lot of embarrassment. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, just really oh, ripping your that's, heart out there. That's, you, that's why I gave it up. I was tired of being embarrassed. Did you go on any dates this weekend, Justin? Of course not. Did oh, I look that dumb? Oh, man. Absolutely not. I have other things to do. Well, we'll check back next Monday. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Scoot might be a recovering sex addict. That girl from January should be ashamed for taking advantage of him. So that, yeah. must, be a, that must be a Patreon listener. <laughs> oh, that's... Uh, there, there's obviously more to this story, but we we this isn't the time or the place to to get no. into that. Well, we will save that maybe. For, we're we're going to get inside that brain of yours, Justin, on another Patreon later on. You know what I thought about doing, and maybe we shouldn't say it on air, but we should do Patreons with my friends. Oh, oh so, you, so you all could like really try to figure out who I am because I don't even know that they know who I am. That's a good idea. That's, <laughs> yeah. that, that we can really understand, or at least get a better idea. Yeah, because you you are you are more interesting than Trevor, and I I let Trevor Absolutely. know that every single day. I text him and I say Justin's more interesting than you, buddy. <laughs> A texter says Rodriguez is not getting nearly enough snaps early in the game. It was weird, Roush. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, but hell, his one long run, the longest run of the day. Now the the ground forced the fumble, and so, but like when you saw that, you wondered, oh gosh, is he going to get in his head? It's just when two of your best three offensive players just play badly, hard to win, <laughs> really hard to win especially with this Kentucky offense where you're kind of hamstrung for weapons to begin with. So Levis and Chris Rodriguez, they needed to be much better for Kentucky to win and it didn't happen, but Hey, we we've made it almost 90 minutes into the show and hadn't mentioned how awesome Josh Ali's touchdown was. Oh, I went, I went did, crazy. Kentucky did lead 10 to nothing at one point. Like I, that's, that's what makes that game even more unfathomable, but what a way for freaking Josh Ali to, to come back. Like, <laughs> that was awesome. So awesome. I was going nuts. That And one TV, the outside TV, was a little ahead of the end one. And so, of course, I was watching on the outside one, so I, I spoiled it for everybody inside because I was going so so crazy. If you would have told me Kentucky would get up 10 nothing that game, I would have I would have guaranteed a win. I just would have guaranteed it. Would have yeah. told you nothing. Yeah. You're probably going to probably gonna be a blowout. 
and you're going to force them to make some mistakes and be impatient and try to, you know, try to get, try to get it all back quickly. But again, sometimes you got to tip your cap to, to the opponent and Mississippi state stayed really patient, just went kind of never really changed their, their blueprint at all, just stuck with it. And Kentucky paid for it. That, that was weird. Yeah. Strange game. Very strange game. Uh, I too, I, I too was going crazy. So like, I had to like get up and like run around my living room a little bit. And this was when Duke was still awake, so he had to keep recreating my like touchdown dance. So we were just like taking turns running around in circles in the living room, going, "Oh, you know, it's great." Oh, it sounds Ooh, like you could have stopped by the the spooktacular. I didn't. I didn't know. I, I was just writing on my computer. For the whole night till about one a.m. Yeah, but the game, you know, seven could came about six. So, so hello. Yeah, no, we were we were still moving. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no show from Justin either, and didn't uh, didn't hear from from Trevor. Hey, I debated coming after I got off work on Saturday night, but I didn't have a costume, and you would have kicked me out, so I didn't. No, you could have gone as uh, Dingus, and it would have been a great costume. <laughs> no, if you what if you, if you would have just showed up on with a razor scooter, that would have been hilarious. Oh my gosh! <laughs> or like a tot, you know, like a toddler, like with one of the little spinny hats and like overalls, oh my and stuff like that, and you came with a scooter. Oh, yeah. uh, that would have been a really, really funny costume. <laughs> like, uh, Halloween, good, good. Should have thought about it. All right, let's uh, take another break. Did anybody go to the party as Ted Lasso, TJ? Uh, yeah, but I don't think so. No, <laughs> I think they went as uh, Roy Kent. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. We had a lot of it, it, Ted Lasso was the official costume of a lazy guy. Yeah, right? the 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 wife wanted me to go as Ted Lasso, and I I I I, I said there's going to be too many Ted Lassos, and I don't want to have to be comparing myself to all these other Teds. So many. So. so many. We really mailed it in and just went as like robbers this year. Oh, hey, but we you, never you, got a we never got a group picture with our baby. Oh no! You did get the group picture with the onesies though, so that that counts. How do you feel about the matching pajamas? Oh, love it, love it so much. Obviously, somewhat corny and cheesy, but I tell you, tell you what, they're comfy. Oh, and if you're going to be, I mean. You're you're a parent now. You're going to be corny and cheesy. Like that's just what happens, you know. It was pretty. It was pretty cute too. I'll I'll say that. So yeah, we did the matching onesies on actual Halloween, and then I just always shocked by how few adults dress up. Like we, you know, we went to my dad's Halloween party, and he invites a bunch of his friends and neighbors. It's kind of like a, it's an outdoor block party, if you will, and no 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 adult cost costumes. Not uh, one. See, besides. I, I saw I, I saw a good chunk, um, and there was also in uh, in my new like we were just like going from the old house to the new house, so we could only see people sporadically. But they had a dog parade where people dressed up and they dressed their dogs up and walked up and down Southern Parkway. Hilarious! I mean, just that's awesome. Oh, oh man, it was so great. So I. I'm with you though, TJ. Like, if you're gonna take your kids trick or treating, by God, you need to be dressing up too. Because like, what? It's fun. You know, like, put, why, on why some, the heck not? put on some cat ears. 
Have a I, little class. Right. Like I, I, I had on at least a hockey jersey. Like at the that's like the bare minimum. You know, you just gotta do a little something different, you know? It's one day a year. Would you ever dress up as Andy Bernard's cat costume that he had in the office? Sure. <laughs> Love how over the top his Halloween costumes are in each Halloween special. <laughs> All right, let's go to a break. Oh, Come back, read more texts on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You're listening to KRC here on Big Bro, Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Uh, you don't like fiction? Yeah, I guess you could say like, that. What is your favorite fictional piece of anything? Do you, do you like Jurassic Park? Uh, Jurassic Park was good, but that's real. I mean, that happened at one point. Welcome to Jurassic Park. No. Not with no. people, but I mean, <laughs> there, were, there was like, there was, we, we've never story. cloned an island of dinosaurs, uh, and then well, the island had an electrical failure, so it, the dinosaurs got out. It at least had the feeling of something that could have happened. I'm simply saying that life uh, <laughs> finds a way. I love Jurassic Park. I mean, couldn't, well, I've always been a dinosaur Theoretically, guy. that we get space technology where we're going all over the galaxy. Nope. That can't happen? Nope. I mean, it's literally happening. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, you, you know it's a good rejoin when we can't make it through it without giggling. Giggling like little children. One of, one of my favorite rejoins. Ever yeah, that was, that's my favorite one. <laughs> do you, oh, you do? Okay, let's just, uh, let's move past it. That, that, is, uh, <laughs> that one's great. Never change, Justin. Never change. <laughs> and never don't not text in to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Become a refreshing refuel rewards member at Thornton's. Download the app, and you'll save a few cents. It adds up, I promise you. And Thornton's, they're everywhere. Save yourself some money. Download the app. We'll get back to the text line before we do that. Roush, weren't you going to tell everybody about the Bobby Cook Golf Academy? I was going to tell everybody that it's a just because it's getting cold out doesn't mean that your golf game has to suffer. That's why you need to go to the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. He's got three state-of-the-art golf simulators conveniently located right off exit four in southern Indiana. Short drive from anywhere in Kentuckyana. Go there, work on your golf game, stay in tip-top shape throughout the cold weather months. Just give him a call at 812 913 4415 or visit bobbycookgolfacademy.com to book your tee time today. Driving range, playing 18, or getting some lessons from Bobby. He'll take care of you at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. Uh, man, the Steelers really took care of the Browns yesterday. Must, man, they're back. We're back, Justin. We're so back. That's right. But we had a, a, a nice cuddly day on the couch with the wife who's a Browns fan watching that game and that was that was crazy first off what an idiot decision by Mike Tomlin no you you USC you're hey don't don't even bother don't even bother because what a dingus decision to just get your kicker drilled I know it's not necessarily Tom and Tomlin's fault that the kicker held on to the ball for six 
15 seconds back in the pocket. But that should have cost the Steelers the game. No comment. Uh, I, I wish I could comment more, but I was like half watching the red zone. Wow. The, the game on local TV and Roush watching the red zone? Yeah, I mean, I didn't – and that's like to say that I watched too. I probably only got like ten minutes in while we were putting stuff up in the bathroom. Uh, we we had already moved the internet to the new house. It was at the old house during the witching hour, so I'm kind of out of the loop. Other than I saw that Western Kentucky's Mike White went bananas, had 400 yards, and the Jets somehow beat the Bengals. So I was I was scoreboard watching for the most, like just looking at scores. Like, are, is this really happening? Really. Uh, Kentucky Bengals fans, this was just like the perfect weekend for them, you know? Like, we finally think we're good. We're really good at everything. And then we just lay the biggest duds of all duds you can by each team. I I, I could not believe the Bengals blew that game. That was just one that we had the the Browns on the big TV, but Red Zone kept going back. And it was just like, are the Bengals going to do this? That was a tough one. That was a t- really tough – I'm thinking about you all, UK and Bengals fans. That that had to be pretty miserable. But, yeah, the, the Steelers ran a, a, a fake kick on like a 21-yard field goal. So – and Boswell got drilled, got a concussion instantly, and uh, – it didn't end in a touchdown. So the Steelers couldn't kick extra points and they couldn't kick field goals. And they ended up having (laughs) to kind of be more aggressive and went for it on fourth down in a lot of spots. It completely and totally changed the whole dynamic of the, of the, of the game. But as I'm sure Justin is about to add, they still won. They, They still got the dub. Come on. You know me so well, TJ, because that's exactly where I was going. It doesn't matter. We got the win. Still got the got the win. You're gonna need. You're probably gonna need a new kicker. Uh, well, he's gonna have to go through concussion protocol. But he got absolutely laid out, and that's always a good reminder of just what we, if we just were inserted into an NFL game, oh, that would be that. the result. Yeah. Yeah, he is just a normal that. dude. Probably more athletic than most of us. I, I you know, I, I think it probably. I bet there's some kickers and punters that maybe I have a little more athleticism than, but probably not. If they're probably, I, I, I doubt it. So that's just a normal dude playing against grown professional paid football players. And they are also paid football players. I understand it. But from a body type standpoint, and he's just thrown down like a rag doll, head instantly hits the turf, boom, concussion. Yeah. It's kind of just makes oh, yeah. you remember how violent and physical football is. Yeah. Oh. Glad, uh, glad we're not doing that because I, I felt 30 this weekend moving all that stuff. Oh, um, yeah. Moving is definitely a young man's game. So shout out to the – dude, the movers too on Sunday. Those guys, they're like the incredible Hulk. And they were they were two kind of smaller guys too. It's it's impressive to watch those guys. That's a job. Uh, whew, not for me. Not for me. I agree. It is impressive watching them. Um, oh, let's go back to the Thornton's text line. Somebody's mad at me. Um, this zone defense has worked so well the first three quarters. I hope they listen to Nick and continued into the fourth. Yeah, the first quarter, zero points. Uh, five and a half quarters for Michael Leach's offense to score a touchdown against Brad White. Let's face it, Leach is smarter and Stoops to struggle to making adjustments in game. No, I mean, like, I mean, TJ, if you take away the two touchdowns off the turnovers or the short field, if you're holding Mike Leach's offense to 17 points, you should win the football game. That, I know they had the ball late, but like 
you you have to score points to beat that team. Like you just do. I'm glad that got brought up because I I felt like we that needed to be said in that first segment that we were talking about is that the offense put the defense in a lot of tough spots. Yeah. And we, we did mention that the defense went and got that stop that the offense needed when it was a two possession game and offense didn't do, they had four plays before they gave it back. So I do think we, it, most of this is kind of head scratching on the offense and disappointed on the off on, on the offense. The defense certainly wasn't perfect. You can't say that when you let a quarterback throw for, 36 or 39 or whatever the final numbers were it could have been better in that regard but the the offense did not make life easier for the defense that's always disappointing another texture in thornton's text on says watching the pregame high video and tom lynch saying touchdown kentucky here's to you mr robinson is an all-time great go cats yeah the, the hype videos are always good for kentucky always enjoy them that call is a great one um Texter says, I hope Dare is okay. Don't understand why he is the only offensive lineman in the country who doesn't wear a knee brace. That's true. Pretty much every offensive lineman wears those big, hulking, double knee braces. And uh, Dare is one of the few that does not. Hmm. Yeah. Everybody, fingers still better be crossed for these updates from Stoops today. Yeah. Texter says on the Thornton section. Uh, Texer says on the Thornton text line, why, why do we have so many three and outs? We have to average the most of any team. Yeah, I wish that was a stat that I could pull off because I don't think it's that bad, but it's not as it's bad as good. Iowa. My God, the punts in that game, those were hilarious how many times they punted. I think they had one first down in the first three quarters of the game or something like that. I mean, astoundingly bad. Um, those games this weekend were perfect for like the Big Ten – fart sniffers to be like, well, just look how competitive and look how good these teams are that, you know, Michigan's not going to drop. What they, what they, where are they at in the ranking? Where are they at? Um, Yeah, I'm not sure after last week. No, no, not sure. They were, they were fourth. I know that. They're ninth. They're ninth. Okay. Maybe, but so you've got Michigan state at five, Ohio state at six. Michigan at nine, so three still in the top ten. That was like a perfect weekend for the Big Ten in terms of keeping everybody kind of tight. I will say here to this texter's point, the inopportune moments in which they get those three and outs. Like Kentucky takes a 10-0 lead, three and out, three and out. And then they have a chance to take the lead before half, too, or at least get points on the board, interception, then a fumble, then an interception. I mean, between – I mean, get this right here, TJ. So, there was a span in the second quarter. So, it started at the six-minute mark. Between the six-minute mark and uh, of the second quarter and the, the fourth quarter, they ran uh, three, six, nine – not 14 plays, 14 offensive plays in two quarters of football, essentially. Like, that's just – what can you ask the defense to do at that point? I mean, that is insanity. That's terrible. Gosh, that drive chart. That is four turnovers and nine possessions. Like, you, you can't just ask to lose any more than by doing that. That's a bummer. Yeah, no doubt about it. Texter says, I love the pain of being a UK fan. Sorry to be negative, but this is looking like 2018. We lost to Georgia, then got blown out by Tennessee while also losing to Duke. Hope the basketball team proves me wrong or else it's about to be a long two weeks. 
Man, yeah. I forgot that you compounded that loss in there to Zion. They lost like 30. Yeah. Um, but they they certainly did have – it went from you lose to the really – the best team on your schedule, then you go out and lay a dud uh, and on the road. So, uh, if I do recall, I mean, yeah, they just played bad teams to finish out the year after that. This Tennessee one, though, you can – you got to rally because – I mean, it makes or breaks your season, right? Like, 10 wins, you beat your rivals, that's all on the table. And you can just chalk this up as, well, Kentucky struggles when they can't run. These are your two best run defenses that you're going to play all year. So, you know, bounce back, Kath, bounce back. Yeah, this is just uh, – you're more so than any other reason, you're just better than Tennessee this year, so beat them. This is a team you should beat. I think from a talent standpoint, Kentucky was better than Mississippi State, but it was a road game. Whatever weird voodoo hex is on in Starkville, Kentucky can't get a win down there. But it's a – Tennessee's at home. You you got It's a sellout crowd. You're better than they are. You you just need to take care of business, and you need to win this game. And and then everything else you said applies, Ralph. Stream season, beat the rivals, finish the home schedule undefeated. A uh, lot to celebrate with a 10-win season, potentially maybe at the knocking on a New Year's Six at that point. I don't know. We've, we've, we've got more time to talk about that. But you're still going to a great bowl game regardless. So mm. uh, you got to take care of business. Give your fans another another big game, and then really it's going to be kind of snoozerville till you get to loserville in the Louisville game at the end of the season. Texter says, can we get Reeves back for some UK sports talking? Oh, we, we should get Reeves back, especially with basketball season around the corner. I love that with basketball season rolling back. If he if he'd be wanting to hop on with us, we definitely would would have him. I think he's got a youngster, right? Yeah, but you know he can be, he, can be a little. That should be a problem. Yeah, I, we were watching. Um, I, I got I kind of like have piqued the wife's interest in watching the their the barstool trivia show, which we don't mm-hmm. like. I don't watch it. I don't know even when it comes on. It's just if I happen to see that it's on. Uh, we'll we'll stream it to the TV, and that trivia that's a that's He's a good, good trivia game. Yeah, and Reeves was, was on the other day. There was an office question, and he 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 didn't get it right away. What he was he was about ready to like. I think his head was about ready to blow off his shoulders. He was so frustrated with himself. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. They were trying to like figure out Mindy Kaling. And he couldn't think of her name. It ended up being the wrong answer anyways. But Oh, oh gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. That's funny, though. Uh, sorry for blowing up the text line, but Rash, please explain to me why we didn't change our D at all. We looked to be in a soft zone all game. As an average quarterback, there was 90% completion on us. Yeah, I mean, but, like, the only t- – as soon as they went away from it and went to press, then they would get a big game. I mean, uh, it was second – it was first and 25, then second and 17. They brought pressure to force to get them back, and then you go man, and it's a first day. Like that, it's unfortunate too that the quarterbacks Kentucky's face in the last two weeks, in addition to playing the best defense that you're going to play all year against the run, Stetson Bennett and Will Rogers had the best games of their careers. Like some of it is just like they played out of their minds. Yeah, but it's also concerning. Could be a sign of a trend that, like, why you know, why are these guys going absolutely bonkers against what That's is true. supposed to be one of the better defenses in the SEC? Or and and stats back up that the defense is pretty solid. But it's 
I, I was frustrated. We knew that there was going to be some frustration with the way that Mississippi State plays and what Stoops allows. Uh, that did not disappoint. We, we had plenty of it, but got to bounce back against Tennessee, move, you know, be better, get some pressure. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and it was – I think the, the thing that made things really difficult is that on the third and shorts – they were just running it, <laughs> you know, north-south. Yeah. And th- they really put you in a tricky spot because it's like, man, do we – like you want to play play the flats really hard because you you think they're going to go to those swing passes, but then they can just run it right at you. And like it's it's tough, man. It, it was tough. You know, you, you really got to credit a lot of it to Mississippi State being good. But also our cornerbacks are soft. Like I, that's just I think that's a fact now. You had Jordan Wright getting hurt. You had, you were asking the edges to play a lot of defensive line. Like they they were just playing two defensive linemen and like JJ Weaver and Marquez Bembry for a lot of the game as the third defensive line. So they it was tough. It was tough on the UK defense uh, on Saturday. Yeah, and the offense didn't do him any favors as we mentioned. Okay, a texter on the Thornton's text line. Said or where? Which one are we on? They said Roush, uh, you at the side of the box. It clearly states that the AirPods work best when your ears are located on the side of your head, not the back quadrant. Uh, <laughs> that, that's why I was sounding so bad Friday. Common mistake. And who needs movers when you got a minivan? Fold those seats in and cram all your belongings into that bad boy. Enjoy your new home down by the river. <laughs> Van down by the river. Uh, great reference. Yep. A texter says, my six-year-old daughter came home from school tonight chanting, let's go, Brandon. Proud dad moment. Raise him right. <laughs> wonder how you explain yeah. that one as a as a parent. but <laughs> You don't. Uh, yeah, and not overly interested either. What yeah. looks like Will Levis should have spent a little more time on TikTok dipping pickles in his butterscotch pudding cup or whatever shenanigans he's into because he was horrific Saturday night <laughs> in Stark Vegas. He was bad. He, he was, was bad. Very- very bad. Ooh, this is a long one, TJ. I normally don't text during the football games because I generally want to think about how the team played rather than be a prisoner of the moment. However, this is the old Kentucky crap. No, they hate hearing it, but they will continue to hear it when this is the result after a bye week. It's unacceptable. Offense, defense, and special teams are all putrid. I mean, I, I don't know if you say that about special teams. Special teams were pretty great. Like, the hell, the punting. Goodfellow had bombs. You returned one for a touchdown. You were making your field goals. I'm always so nervous about field goals. I don't know why. Yeah, I am too. They get, they you get well, actually blocked. You get, they you get blocked. They miss. Yeah. This offensive line cannot pass block. There are way too many three or four man rushes getting home against the big blue wall. Our defense looks lost and gassed. They look hurt and aren't physical at all. Too many blitzes getting easily stopped at the line of scrimmage. It just happened time after time. So I think at this point, it's being taught. This isn't a great Mississippi State team. They have outclassed harder groups in all three phases. Mook, you're just wrong on special teams, buddy. That was being prisoner of the moment. I have no idea what will happen the rest of the season, but this has all the feelings of a late-season collapse. Uh, and it was big money Mook. Hope you're wrong. Hope you're wrong. Yeah, definitely not the, the case in special teams. But that overall, your point of it just being concerning is true. But you get back home, you get – and remember, you know, both these games on the road, and I don't think that was an overly tough environment, but it's still a, a road game. Georgia was definitely a tough environment. And you get back at home, you get a team that is formidable, but one you should beat 
I don't think it's time to hit the panic button just yet, Mook. And then even if they lose to Tennessee, what does hitting the panic button really do? We change the outlook of our season, but then the schedule gets softer. Yeah, we'd look at the Louisville game maybe a little bit more with more hesitancy, but they they kind of got smoked this weekend as well. But uh, back to the text line. We need to hurry. Terrible game. Hopefully we got that out of our system. Glad to have Ali back. But I think we really are missing Bowley and Big Ox. I don't think we beat Georgia with those two, but could have made a huge difference tonight. Well, that and not having four turnovers. Beat those low-down, dirty stitches on Saturday, and we're back on track. Go Cats. Go Cats. Would be nice to have Bully back this week. Not, one not one sure. quick point is like, you know, on Friday I picked Mississippi State to win and thought just my gut changed. I, I, there's something weird felt about the game. I didn't think it was going to go down the way that it did. And if you would have told me Kentucky was up 10 nothing, I definitely would have thought Kentucky was going to cruise to a win. But I was trying to rationalize it on Friday after the show. Like, why do I think I feel this way? And then I kept going to like, well, Stoops always kind of has one head-scratching bad loss a year. And while that is true, like every year you can point to at least one, I did think like every coach has that though. I mean, very with the exception of like Saban and maybe a handful of other ones, every coach will have just – that's football. And, and, and that was kind of – unfortunately, Kentucky had a really off night. You hate seeing it coming off a bye week, but it does happen. Stoops isn't alone in having a stinker from time to time. Terry having beef with Roush's former ex-boss? Holy – can't wait for Rash to be forced to have a statement Monday explaining, quote-unquote, philosophical differences led to the ending of KRC. <laughs> philosophical differences. It's pretty funny. <laughs> give me six, give me six more shows. Something is going on. Yeah, got to get him back. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, said he'd been dealing with something. I think it was a wrist, but I don't, I don't know entirely. So, yeah, got to get that fixed. Got to get that fixed. Uh, I think how coach is overused. Coaching abilities don't change from week to week. Cohen and White were good coordinators before this week. Did they forget everything? Uh, I think it's a matter of you're picking the wrong times to be aggressive versus not. Like that's that's when you're getting out coached. When the the other side is picking the spots correctly and you are just falling on your face with your calls. Like you're just you're kind of guessing wrong because that's part of this is just guessing right. I think Cohen has been a little bit – he hasn't been conservative enough, I think, at times. <laughs> like, there's times where he's like, all right, this is a good time to take a shot. Then you abandon the run game and then drives her over. Um, anyway, back to the text. I think the harder thing to accept is that the coaches give players the information to succeed, but the players are the ones that have to make the plays to win games. We have a solid team, but not filled with playmakers, and that make you a top-10 team. Kirby Smart says Saturday that no coach will outcoach recruiting, and that's path forward. For the Cats to have a roster that consistently makes plays, we're top 15 to 25 program right now, which is great, just not top 10. Okay, I can get with you there. I, I, I totally agree. Uh, with the coordinators, though, you want your coordinators being good enough guessing right. You know, there is there is a skill that goes into that more times than not. But I agree with the sentiment of the text. It starts with recruiting. Yeah. There's plenty to like with what's been going on. There's a reason Kentucky is elevated so far, and they're slowly but surely taking steps even past that. TC from Lexington here, boys, says the texter on the Thornton's text line. Liked what I saw from the basketball cats. Definitely worried about Benchero eating us alive down low, though. Also, I'm all here for the walker Maddie bangs rivalry. Hashtag Team TJ. No rivalry. We, he, he goes on his merry way. I'll go on mine. And, and there's the, the radio and internet and UK land is big enough for the both of us. Oh. He's it just, it's not, not, no big deal. No big deal at all. Oh, 
Mook, Mook did apologize. He said, I should recant it. I where he watched the game, and I think special teams held up well. Obviously, always touchdown. Boning was improved, so the special team side of UK did a solid job all around. There you go. Thank you, Mook, for recanting. Um, if it's an older house, those plugs are probably turned on by a switch, uh, Roush. So that could explain why some of them seem like they don't work. Uh, yeah, it's just it's a, it's weird. We're going to have to figure it all out. going to be a process here at the new Roush house. And real um, quick, back to TC's text. With Bench Harold, I'm more concerned about him just getting every UK player in foul trouble more than his scoring. He's going to put up a lot of points, and he's going to get rebounds, and he's going to have a really impressive stat line. He just can't take out some of UK's offensive weapons or rebounders in the process, a.k.a. Oscar Shibway, who, of course, got two quick and kind of silly fouls in that exhibition game. That is that is my – I should have mentioned that earlier, too. Foul trouble with that dude, that's going to – that's going to be a big talking point, I think, all year. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, John here. Good morning, everyone. I had a great weekend. Hey, I did go to my alumni game with a crazy look. Hey, I say, Cats, keep shooting. Eventually, the rotation will be wielded down to your best shooters. Hey, football cats, keep your heads up. On to the next game, my friends. Good luck to my Chiefs tonight. They will win. So put some cash on the money line and eat some salseries because it's going to be a great night. Got to go. Talk to you later. I do think the Chiefs win. I think they win big. I saw John's outfit for the Evansville alumni game. It was pretty crazy. And uh, that, that makes me happy seeing somebody so proud to be an alumni of a place. So always cool. Way to go, John. Uh, Gate. one texter says, hashtag passive-aggressive quote tweet. TJ, did you get a severance package when KSR let you go? It was a pretty sweet deal. It was free mozzarella sticks from KS Bar for a year. Sources say TJ's dad's Halloween decorations got a little political. Oh my gosh. My dad has this like huge Trump head that I believe was gifted to him, although he may have the gifted uh -oh. one may have broken and he that had to replace it. Oh, but he, he thinks it's like oh, just a funny goofy hilarious. like 